Today's episode of Death, Dying, and Other Things is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash deathdyingpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Today's episode of Death, Dying, and Other Things is also brought to you by BarkBox.com. Get one free extra month of BarkBox at getbarkbox.com slash deathdyingpod. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Just a quick shout out to Daniel Smith for supporting the show on Patreon. It means a lot. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash death dying and other things. Any little bit helps. Now, onto the show. When I sat down to write this month's episode, I honestly didn't know what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be a lot easier, I think, for one. What I wanted to do was write a creepy, sing-songy nursery rhyme. What I ended up with is close to that, sure, but it's also perhaps the hardest episode of this podcast I've ever written. And I'm not even sure if it worked, but I sure hope you like it. This month, on Death, Dying, and Other Things, a nursery rhyme about a monster. In The Ralgarat, a boy sees something in his closet. Death and dying. The thresholds between this world and the next. The boundary between light and dark. The barrier between worlds, and that's where we're going. We are going into the shadows to bring you stories of horror and heartbreak. From the Modern Horrors Podcast Network, this is Death, Dying, and Other Things. I'm Justin Buskey. Stay with us. Look at 
I shut my eyes tight, laid perfectly still, pretended that I was asleep, and then listened intently for movement of that shadowy, monstrous creep. Silence, it seemed, was a primary weapon of that horrible, blasphemous beast. For if it was moving out of the closet, I couldn't perceive in the least. I hoped my short glance at the creature wasn't enough to give me away. But deep down I knew that's all that it took for the Ralkorat to see me as prey. My heartbeat went wild, my breathing grew labored, and I could sense its glee. For when I calmed myself a moment, those eyes near the closet would mock me. I listened to claws dig deep into wood, and I couldn't help but look. My eyelids parted, its gaze fixed on mine, and I trembled, shuddered, and shook. A horrible, hulking, unnatural form that seemed to sculpt the shadow that spilled from the closet and folded around it and chilled me down to the marrow. It dragged its loathsome body on four twisted legs and held aloft a lumpy head with shining eyes that pierced the night and held me fast to my bed. Struggle I might have, jump out of bed, if I were a tad more brave. But I was a young little coward and accepted that this was my grave. Closer it moved and I tried to protest, tried to shout and hope to be heard. But the Ralgarat's magic, its sheer force of will, smothered every word. My young disposition was weak and was timid, parents my usual antidote. But now being faced with a terror quite real, my voice caught in my throat. I pulled up my blankets, only leaving my eyes to preserve my view of the ghoul. And then I tried to convince my young mind that I was imagining it all. Some waking nightmare, some wicked dream, some vague suggestion before bedtime. That's all that it was. Shadowy hallucination. Harmless mental slime. As if it could sense my attempt to cope, it shifted into the moonlight, and with too many fingers, extended a hand and killed 
will to fight. Craving my terror, the stranger grew bold, clawed forward into the room, and swayed in place while I whimpered, wishing to be free of that tomb. Tears filled my eyes. I couldn't feel my fingers, and I shut my eyes out of dread. When I opened them again, I found to my horror those eyes at the foot of my bed. I froze best that I could and stopped breathing entirely. Tears obscured my sight and those two eyes stared and then leaned in to whisper that I wouldn't last the night. Suddenly, I sprung straight up, waking with an awful fright. Looking around at my silent room, dark but empty that night. My chest heaved with a sigh of great relief, and I fell backward onto my sheets. A nightmare after all, no danger there. Deep breaths calmed my heartbeats. In time I settled back into bed and even shut my eyes and waited to drift back off to sleep and have better dreams this time. My room fell away all around me Silence surrounded my mind. Warmth enveloped my body. And sleep followed just behind. But my eye wrenched instinctively open when I felt in my mind like a splinter. The second verse of the song we'd sing in the deep dark of winter. Don't believe the Ralgarat when it disappears. It plays with its food and tortures it too, feeding off your fears. I suddenly felt unwell, hoped to be rid of that banshee, but I knew the Ralgarat, that treacherous beast, was still watching me. I held stone still, moved my eyes as far as I dared, but nothing stood out in the darkness. No legs, nor head, nor eyes that glared. Friends, I tell you now, in those few brief moments that followed, I don't think I've ever felt a dread so thoroughly unhallowed. I felt every bone in my body ache 
in desperation. I longed to be free of that prison and save myself from damnation. I looked over at my bedroom door, looming large in the night, and thought of how good it would feel to be out in the hallway's light. That little nighttime lamp, a light in the hallway, closed off to me by the exit shut tight, would keep the Ralgarat at bay. But there I laid in darkness, searching for strength that had never come and would never dally within arm's length. For a moment, my mind was free. I had forgotten my trials and troubles, and I rolled over to sleep and found immediately returned struggles. The Ralgarat's eyes blazed at the side of my bed, blinding with their light and a wide grin slithered across its face, sharp, shining, and slight. My blankets were first thrown to the floor, then it showed me its claws of bone. With precision they sliced, and soon left no doubt, exactly what I'd always known. I was a child who saw nightmares everywhere, who couldn't sleep through the night without screaming in terror and running for cover and waking his parents in fright. And now, face to face, with a terror quite real, a form given to my fears what I could manage was neither scream nor shout, but a few lonely tears. When doctors ask where I got my scars, I don't have a satisfying answer. Because doctors see a lot of things every day but the Ralgaret isn't cancer. If there's one thing you take from this tale, something that I hope you remember, it's that you recall the song we all sang on the cold, cold days of December. Don't look at the Ralgaret when it comes to find you. For if you do, it's surely to find out what's inside you.
This episode of Death, Dying, and Other Things was produced and edited by me, Justin Buskey. The story, The Ral Garat, was written by me, too. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin Buskey. Intro and outro music is by the prolific Eric Warnke. Check him out on SoundCloud. Special thanks to Nightlights and Nightmares. Death, Dying, and Other Things is a member of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Check out all the other shows. They're great. New episodes the second Thursday of every month. This has been Death, Dying, and Other Things, and I've been your host, Justin Buskey. Stay out of the shadows. (laughs) 